Welcome to At the Root with Greg Kuiper. Greg is a practicing psychotherapist and holistic life coach who has learned through professional practice and personal experiences that without connection to self, real connection with others is near impossible. Because without emotional connection, you're not going to have healthy living. That's right. It's as simple as that. It is well, it's not simple. Yeah, it's not simple at all. <laughs> Catch a few back episodes on any um, pretty much uh, major podcast platform, and yeah. uh, you'll see that it's really not that simple. Um, if you have a question, then you can call in to 425-373-5527. That's right. In the meantime, I have a question for you. Uh-oh, the surprise question. Yes. Here we go. Yes. Okay. So let's just say I was hanging out with a friend over the weekend and we were doing what we do best, which is complaining about our significant others. (laughs) And (laughs) in this conversation, there was discussion about, um, you know, the routine after you've been married for a long time, you're watching TV or, you know, enjoying a show together. And one of you is on the phone of doing whatever the other person's listening and engaged and you're like look at this look at that whatever and then when the tables turn like let's say um i'll use pete and me let's say um pete's the one that is watching the show and i'm on my phone mm-hmm. and he's trying to get me to engage because this is quality time and you know the whole thing and i'm on my phone and i'm not really paying attention and i'm half engaged and then let's say i am actually busy um or i'm watching a show rather and he's on his phone so my question stems around do you do the immature thing (laughs) (laughs) and be like "Hmm, they don't pay attention to me so i'm not going to pay attention to them or do you like it's an opportunity to say funny you know normally you're the one that's on like your phone, and this time I'm actually doing something. Mm-hmm. So how do you handle that? Well, I think you'd want to be more towards your second option, right? So that you can, <laughs> so that you can solve this together. So I, I shouldn't mean, be petty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the nan 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 nan. That just that's it, not good for any relationships, right? But uh, you know, regardless, either when when you're trying to have a a a time of emotional connection with your partner. Telephones really get in the way, right? I mean, and or other distractions get in the way. I mean, um, the idea is to spend that time together, whether you're talking or not. I mean, watching the television show, you're engaged, whatever. Hopefully you're sitting semi-close to each other. Right. You know, I mean... Um, these are moments, quality time together that we don't get very much of, right? We don't get, it doesn't happen a lot during the day. And um, it's just an interesting, you know, we were talking about things like uh, sort of the reciprocal, um, you know, hey, honey, how was your day? Um, And then, you know, you hear all about their day and whatever. And then, um, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, how is yours as they're walking away? And they're sort of like not expecting much because 
maybe you don't work or you're at home or maybe you're a parent of young kids and it's like, what could your day actually hold? Um, or maybe your job is not at the same caliber or whatever it is. And so you're like, uh, okay, <laughs> like right. never mind. So, Well, these bids for connection, right? It, it, we want to answer them. We've talked about this. And, and you want to be present for what the other piece, the person is seeking, a desire or a need, or and then that may be just to tell you what happened in their day. So while they're telling you what happened during the day, are you listening or not, right? right. I mean, that's that, that's the key. If your head is off somewhere else and you're just hoping they will shut up really soon because you've <laughs> got to go do this or, right. you know. Um, and then when they stop, you start walking away and saying, how was your day? I mean, it's pretty obvious that you weren't tuned in, right? right? And these are the, the, the parts in any relationship where we just need to be aware when someone makes a bid that you take the time to listen carefully to what they're saying and validate what they're saying. If you don't understand, ask clarifying questions. When you ask those clarifying questions, you're showing the engagement, and that's what we want here is engagement um, uh, uh, many times it's a compassionate response. Many times it's just uh, uh, a response so that you understand what they're saying. And, mm-hmm. and, and then you can both move off together to whatever you want to go do, uh, feeling validated by the other person. Yep. Um, it sounds so easy, but we just, we, we are so off the cuff. Yes anymore in, in ships the way. passing yeah, right in the night just boom how okay. was your day okay yeah how was your day okay right I, right it's like the whole you know you're at dinner together like how's yours good how's yours good <laughs> like, right and then they're silent <laughs> right pass the salt <laughs> yeah um, you know whoo, so romantic um all right well and then if you if that goes unchecked where the person who's seeking the connection uh-huh. and is making the bids is not their needs and desires aren't being met and they're the seeker of that connection, then you're going to end up in a spiral similar to our good friends, Charlotte and Steve. Charlotte and Steve. Yeah, it's uh, it's just important to be able to be aware and listen. Um, Many times we're going to think that the other person is, oh, what they're sharing is, oh, God, not this again, or, you know, we get these thoughts in our head of, of this is so insignificant, why are we talking, you know, I mean, the, and that's not, that's what we want to steer away from. We, right. want, we want to just be totally open to what they're saying and validate it. Right. It makes me think of the conversations that we've been having about, um, you know, the whole trigger thing, right? Right. And it's like one person maybe needs that connection and needs to extend that conversation and they want to feel that connection in that way and the other person's like why are you hounding me asking me what I've been doing all day it feels like you're questioning me or you know whatever it is so that trigger conversation and and the and the first person that asked is just wanting to connect maybe they've been by themselves all day maybe they've been with a screaming child all day whatever they just want to connect with their partner and uh, it doesn't have to be some earth-shattering discussion or you know, right. life-saving discussion, whatever. Right. Okay. 
All right. Well, thank you for that. (laughs) I will be sending my friend to the show and maybe even to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So last week, Mm -hmm. we circled back to um, attachment types. Yeah, we, you know, we're, we're talking about these insecure attachment categories. And, and I was thinking over the course of the week that, and, and actually was reminded by someone that, you know, it's not black and white. It isn't, you're not just an anxious attached style or an avoidant attached style or a disorganized attached style, um, secure attached style. It's, it's, it floats in between, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on the relationship you're in, too, right? I mean, so the whole goal here isn't to like shoehorn ourselves into into one of these categories, um, because in different relationships with your your best friend, with your spouse, with your employer, whatever, there's going to be you're going to bring different qualities and feelings, reactions to that, right? And you're so going to show up different. You're going to show up different, and and. Um, and, and of course your attachment styles that you've, that you've uh, brought along with you from early life are still going to be there subconsciously, but, uh, you, you'll be reacting different with those kind of people. So, you know, people can have an, uh, exhibit a mix of, of attachment styles. For instance, you know, uh, we've been talking about avoidant and, and anxious and, you know, a person can have both of those attachment mm-hmm. styles from their past. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute. But um, the idea is to, is to, to see the, what your dominant patterns are and how to make them more fluid and manageable, right? And, and the, the big goal is to dig deep and understand that these adaptations you took on early in life just to exist and to keep going uh, uh, and it's to understand them and to know what they are, and then, then so doing, you, you get rid of these patterns of self-criticism and judgment because they're that's oh brutal brutal. Spent yes. a lot of money on therapy. <laughs> 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 yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about this mix of styles, but um, you know, as I was saying, we. we we exhibit all these different styles wherever we are, work, social groups. But the one that we've been talking about most, right, is romantic relationships, mm-hmm. couples, um, marriages, uh, partnerships in committing to another person to be with them for life if you can, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or at least, really, yeah, you know, six months. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Is that the minimum? Well, I mean, like... <laughs> The Kardashians. I oh, mean. yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So, but, but you know, in these roman- romantic partnerships, right, we think about it. We first, we get to know each other, right? And, and, and during the dating period, generally, we're not too concerned about their attachment style, right? I mean, it's just, I mean, we, we don't even well think about it that much, right? We're, no. we're, we're pretty high on lust and hormones and... Right. And oxytocin if and vasopressin <laughs> and <laughs> like, testosterone and, you know. <laughs> dopamine, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Right. So, I mean, if the person seems needy, A, if you're continuing to see them, then you're like, 
okay with it or you know it's the first throes of love so you're not right. translating it as that you're like oh my gosh i need you too yeah typically i mean unless you've been in other relationships that you you know you've got a handle on this and you're 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 already looking at their attachment styles it, it doesn't happen that much right we're, we're we think about them all day and we're thinking about uh love and seeing them and how wonderful they make you feel that whole magical thing right, right. that's exciting and that's what x equals right and that's that's what that biochemical cocktail right that we were just talking about that's that's what the brain does that's what our body does and so it gets all these chemicals going and they're raging along and and this is a time we can just miss or e- ignore important red flags right right gloss right over it yeah like, oh, it's fine. I'll yeah. change them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. For yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. You know, we maybe we get hints of, of, of um, you know, the guy's a mama's boy or or the or, or a daddy's girl. You know, we get right. hint of that as we're going along, and and or or you know, maybe your partner's self. Your new partner is self-medicating a little bit too much, right? He's a, he or she's a real partier, and that's part of the attraction at the beginning. But you know, we kind of gloss by the fact that it may be a problem, right? Mm-hmm. And for a while, anyway. Mm-hmm. And you know, the implications just kind of slip right on by in the in in all this love and lust, I guess. But, but you know, just excitement of of the new and. Uh, Eventually, as time passes, um, this new partner becomes your primary attachment figure, right? Mm-hmm. It's no longer uh, uh, your family members or, or whatever. The, this primary attachment figure is this new person. And that's when each other's attachment styles kind of get more into the mix and, and these problems can start to arrive, right, or issues. Um, you know, I invite um, everybody, just think for a moment, review your past relationships in your head here and, and just kind of check that out. Um, after that first year or two of, of that excitement, did you experience a shift in the perceptions and associations related to your partner, you know? Y- yes. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> we have one yes. <laughs> I'm like, huh, yes, yes, we did. There's a whole bunch of things that are reoccurring that show up in my relationship. And right. 29 years later, I'm like, why did I think he was going to be a good gift giver? <laughs> he wasn't a good gift giver in the first year. <laughs> but you weren't even thinking about that. No. And, you know, you know, did he, it, it was able to, you were able to gloss over that, as you said. And, you know. Look back, did anything crucial change somewhere between this one and two year mark? Because that's when it generally is, you know, that things start settling in and you're 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 spending so much time together, maybe you've even moved in together. I mean, you know, all this so and that's when we start noticing these things. Right? Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So well just think back. I mean you can everybody I asked to do this in therapy, you know, I ask people, and they all go ponder for a few minutes, a few seconds, and then go, oh, yeah. 
I yeah, you know, and they just just kind of starts coming out and and they're looking at each other. No, yes, no, you know. I mean, <laughs> <Right>. it's like, <laughs> I went to the bathroom with the door not closed within the first year or two. <laughs> Right. Okay. I mean, it's kind of a metaphor, though, for like you're letting your stuff like right. out. Out. Right. I mean, I'm you're, being a little bit crass, but it is it is a metaphor for you vulnerability. Can't, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Right. Right. You can. You, you, yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and, and and it happens. Um it can be hard to track, you know, so much of what we're doing at that time is unconscious. We're just trying to figure out this new person and how to get along together. And and we we can notice major changes happening after a while, right? And, and a lot of times they seem to come out of nowhere, right? It, it's mainly because they've always been there, but you just haven't noticed them. And now they're so prevalent or you're together so much that it's just bam, and it's like, is this the person I married? Right? <laughs> well, and now is there, so let's say you date someone for, I don't know, a couple of years. So as you say, there's the beginning part. And then when you um, are dating, if you've been dating for a couple of years, is there a shift then? And then is there another shift? Let's say you marry. Right. Then another shift, like, well, now you're married. So now it's like really real. Yeah. And, and there can be, you know, several of these just think about it. It can be the first child, when you have a first child, I mean, who there, it's a whole new life, right? Um, another one is typically when uh, the, the children start to become teenagers. That's another big one, right? Yes. And, and of course, farther on down the line, uh, the emptiness thing. But, um, you know, when we, we have an insecurely attached couple in a committed re- relationship, you know, and they've discovered after the honeymoon period, you know, the one or two years, that each partner is dragging some baggage, right? That's what we discovered. The avoidance, attachment style seems to be uncaring and emotionless, right? Isolated. Mm-hmm. Appears to be happy all by themselves. Why do I? And then the, the, the anxious is feeling rejection and abandonment in almost every interaction. In fact, they a lot of times anticipate it uh, in everything they do, so they need consistency and reassurance at all times. Um, I mentioned earlier it's not black and white, and, and you know, uh, you can see a mix of attachment styles in one or both of the partners. One is avoidant and anxious. The other could be anxious and disorganized, or any combination, really. So, uh, But the one that seems most prevalent that I see, anyway, in our culture is the person that represents... Um, avoidant and anxious tendencies. Hmm. And I, I tend to see this more in male-identified partners, um, I guess, just this culture. But um, uh, this person's anxious style, right, from way back when, uh, from being rejected or left out early in life, draws them to always be in a romantic relationship. I see this all the time where or particularly the man has been in umpteen relationships because he's always got to be in a relationship with a woman to get that reassurance and consistency. And then once they get in the relationship, the avoidant part of their attachment style, that, that part where they were told to never feel their emotions and quit crying and 
mm-hmm. you know, suck it up, all that, that kicks in as soon as um, that closeness, emotional connection starts in the relationship. And so here's this right. person that just sucked this person in with romance and, 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 and. Right, you feathered the nest. Feathered the nest. And then you flew and, the coop. Well, basically. Okay. Yeah, basically. <laughs> now, now, you got to understand this guy is, or these, whoever it is, is not doing this consciously, really. You know, I right. mean, maybe somebody is, but very rarely. This is subconsciously, and, and so the anxious attachment uh, partner, the woman in this case, um, is needy and reassurance and needs that connection that started out in the relationship. And then now, the guy is putting on the avoidant thing, and I don't feel these emotions. What's wrong? You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, once the commitment is received, um, and they're reassured, you know, uh, the avoidance style kicks in. And I see this a lot, and, and the partner just has no idea what happened, right? right? Because this person I married, he was so wonderful, so thoughtful, so, and I keep using the word he, it could be she too, but uh, so wonderful, so thoughtful, so uh, uh, present and just... Attentive. Attentive. Yeah, uh, totally. And within a year or two, um, after we, you know, got married or were committed, um, he's now isolated by himself, doesn't want to engage, criticizes me, uh, doesn't listen to me. I mean, it happens a lot. And, oh. and so this person has got both attachment styles working. Draws them in mm-hmm. and then can't deal with it, basically, is what it is. Right. And, you know, um, I, I could, you know, personally uh, disclose here, that's me. You know, that's the way I, that's, that I've got both, I'm sure. Um, therapists deal with this stuff, too, right? Well, right. I mean, because <laughs> you're human. <laughs> yeah, you know, my dad was, uh, my dad was never there. I just... It, to this day, really, I have no emotional connection with him. He's been dead for 15 years, and I just, I've never had an emotional connection with him. Um, it's very strange. One that I can remember, anyway. He was never there, so so I got this avoidant attachment style from him, right? This isolated, don't feel your emotions. Um, um, hide them. If I show them, I get hurt, you know. And at the same time... Um, my mom was a wonderful person, but she, um, I said, but uh, and. she was a wonderful person. She, but she had to work too, right? After mm-hmm. when I turned three or four, she had to work too because here came more kids, right? And there's three more on the way, and she had to work, and so we had a nanny, and so I never knew who was going to be home at the end of the day, who was cooking dinner, where mom was. You know, when she was there, she was unbelievable. She was really just the most wonderful mother when she was there. A lot of the time she was there, she spent teaching me things, you know, and that's another piece of the avoidant attachment style sometimes. But, and so, so I grew up elementary school, high school, always feeling like I was being left out. I wanted to be in every group, in every 
engagement that people were having. It was, it was uh, now that I look back, it was embarrassing because I just kept trying to force myself into these groups or social cliques or whatever. And, right. and, and um, because I always felt like I was left out. So there I am with that, that uh, rejection left out piece. And so I've been, um, well, uh, three marriages, that'll tell you right there. Um, uh, uh, and uh, uh, gosh, Third I have no idea. A couple dozen relationships that I burned all along this way and always thinking it was somebody else's fault and all that, but, but it was me pulling this just amazing attraction, bringing a partner in. Sometimes somebody way out of my league, you know, and I just had to have this person. And then I would, uh, I would pull the old avoidant attachment thing. And anyway, that's that's, I maybe that example helps people understand a little bit this this style that's out there. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it's it's very interesting. And you know, and I joked in episodes past that you know when we first started talking about uh charlotte and steve mm-hmm. and their types that you know i was like charlotte and totally felt her and then you started to talk about steve and i was like wait no that's who i am um so you know but it, steve's a little bit this avoidant anxious thing too remember he yes. had all the girlfriends and yeah yeah and we'll we'll get back to them next week we will okay so we got to see where they're well going, what's happening i think next week we're gonna oh no we're a couple gonna, weeks play a uh a rerun because it's the holiday we'll weekend. Take a break, we'll yeah. take a break. Um, if people have questions for you, then they can go to your website, kypercounseling.com. Mm-hmm. Right. They can also connect with you on Facebook and Instagram, Kuiper Counseling. Right. And um, on that website, you can find all of these podcasts also, all oh, of yeah. them since the beginning. So um, uh, if this uh, relationship talk that we're doing interests you, I would encourage you to listen to them. I would. Absolutely. And after you listen, if you have questions, you can always reach out. There's a contact page and you can reach out and you can ask that specific question. You can. And Greg is happy to answer it. And he's got webinars and blogs and all kinds of things. So oh. what are you going to tell people to do? Stay aware out there. Just Just pay attention. Stay aware. And whatever you do, stay cool right now. Yes. Stay cool. Remember, cooler heads prevail. That's right. (laughs) See you all next time. Bye.